Hi, and thank you for joining us for the Compass Catholic Podcast. My name is Caitlin Kano. I'm joined by my co-host, Diana Rojas, as we meet every week to explore personal finance topics from an authentically Catholic perspective. On this podcast, we explore the spiritual, emotional, and economic aspects of money. Thanks for joining us. Today's episode is an interview with Bree Sokolowski, founder of CatholicFundraiser.net, about how to pick a charity to support. So, Bree, we really appreciate you being here with us today. When I joined with Compass Catholic, this was one of the very first things that John and Evelyn Bean sent me. Was this was one of my required readings, and um, I've been familiar with your stuff for a while. So, I'm wondering for our listeners. Um, First of all, you could tell them a little bit about what you do and a little bit about or what kind of advice can you give to someone who's looking to donate funds to either a charity or nonprofit of some sort? Absolutely. Great questions. So I help Catholic apostolates, um, religious orders, dioceses, parishes, religious communities, lay apostolates with their fundraising. Um, and I help them kind of communicate better how to ask for a donation and the whole process of fundraising because I think that's one of the missing links to Catholics who are looking to, to, to donate is they're having difficulty finding them because most of them I would say for the most part are, are, are asking incorrectly so hmm. when um, Catholics are looking for someone to donate um, I think it, I mean you could technically say it's kind of a gut feel kind of thing if, if you think that they're fundraising and might be a little bit too spammy and they're a little too pushy, then definitely don't, uh, then definitely don't donate. You don't, you don't have to give to somebody or an organization that you feel uncomfortable with. Um, and, you know, do a little bit of due diligence. Um, you know, make sure that they're actually Catholic. I mean, it's unfortunate mm -hmm. to say this, but the, the term Catholic is used uh, way too readily. And uh, even when it is or has been approved by a diocese, it's not to say that the Catholic organization is actually, I would say, Catholic. So um, mm. you have to do your due diligence. And th the work that I do with CatholicFundraiser.net is to help Catholic organizations who are actually really good and they do believe in church teaching, um, how to communicate, how to ask, because usually those types of organizations have been so busy in actually doing their mission and serving the Lord that they've kind of hit uh, kind of like a, a ceiling or a platform and they've recognized, oh my gosh, we need a fundraise now because they never really cared about it to begin with. They're like, we didn't get into this uh, because we wanted to raise money. We just wanted to do it. And so my work is to help them, you know, they're already very easy to work with because they believe in the faith and I just have to teach them how to ask for donation. And so it's getting the word out about these organizations. So for Catholics who are looking for um, places to donate, um, you know, if you don't feel that they're, um, you know, they're worthwhile, then definitely uh, I would say, you know, wait, uh, wait for somebody who is because they're going to treat you really, really well. Even if you're giving just a few dollars, um, mm. it doesn't matter. I always tell that with my, uh, the organizations that I work with, even if you're donating, you're, you're receiving a few dollars from somebody, treat them really, really well. It's the, uh, like the woman who's donating in the temple and Jesus says, you know, this woman knows what everything is about. I like that you mentioned that it's somewhat of a gut check almost before you just give your money away. And I think that's a, I think that's a safe way to start. Um, 
I'm curious because it actually happened to me this weekend where I was at the grocery store and like, oh, do you want to give to cancer? And my first thought was like, oh, it's cancer. Of course I want to give, right? But then, you know, in that moment where we're, where it happens to all of us at the, at the grocery store, you're, you're being asked to donate in the moment. Um, it's, it is kind of emotionally driven at that moment. I haven't had time to think about what this organization is outside of their title. Um, is there anything that I can do in that moment to like, you know, decide quickly or should I just automatically say no because I haven't had my time to research them? I would, I would, I would err on the err on caution. Is that mm -hmm. what they say? Err on the the side of caution. That's what they mm -hmm. say. It's the same thing with you know. We've all been there. You know, during mass, father. You know, instead of a homily, he invites um, you know either a sister or some other you know some a, a religious person to come up and explain their story and ask for donations. I actually say you know don't donate. Um, you know, I, I might be upsetting a few people by saying this, but number one, I don't think uh, a homily should be replaced by a donation request because, you know, we're always talking about, well, you know, people, you know, they need to be fed, you know, the gospel and they, we need to teach people and, and, you know, the mass is the mass. So I don't really think it's the appropriate time to ask for a donation. So for me as a fundraiser, if someone is going up and asking me for a donation during mass, I automatically say no, but... I do, uh, afterwards, I, I do try and get the opportunity to say hello, get some more information about them, if they have a leaflet, and then go back and check them out. You know, it's not to say that I'm never going to donate to somebody, but then again, you know, I'm really, really focused on when you, on teaching or, or having Catholic apostles understand that, you know, somebody's worked really hard for that, for that dollar or $10 mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in people's money, and so... You, you can't just say, hey, donate to me, I'm Catholic. It's just, it, it's not appropriate, I think. But when you do all the other things that I recommend, Catholics are really like, you know what, I really like your approach to fundraising, which simply is getting to know people. So um, if you do come across a, a Catholic organization that says, hey, I just want to get to know you, I want to give you more information, I want to keep in touch, more than likely that's the type of Catholic organization that you want to get involved with and especially donate. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's a good little tip there. Thank you. Yeah. So just to kind of recap what we've talked about so far, it seems like um, you're, we want to put some time between the emotional request and our decision to donate. Um, and I think that's unique because, I mean, we, you were saying error on the side of caution because so many fundraising requests are, there's like a, you feel like if I don't donate now, I'm, not going to be able to donate and then I'm going to feel bad about it for the rest of the day or, you know, whatever the situation is, but there's some like uh, some adrenaline behind the ask. Um, and it seems like you're saying we should put a little bit of time between the ask and don't, is that, is that am I understanding that correctly? Definitely. That's exactly okay. what I'm saying. And, and definitely there's an adrenaline rush to help. But if you, if you get into a relationship with an organization, there's a much bigger adrenaline rush um, because you're learning more about what they're doing because it's not just about, you know, here's a, you know, here's a check for X amount of money. Uh, I hope they do something well. It's about, you know, you know who th this money is going to, how it's going to be used. So I always recommend, you know, number one is if you meet an organization, get on their contact list, you know, get on their newsletter, mm -hmm. get on their email list and just start seeing how they communicate. And, you know, you know, go on their website and even on their emails, you'll start seeing the pictures that they're using. You know, I'm really 
big believer in, you know, pictures tell the story. So then you can see what types of pictures they use, what type of, you know, headlines that they use. And, you know, sometimes what happens is they just kind of like either outsource their fundraising or they have somebody doing it that, you know, maybe doesn't really connect the mission or even the Catholic faith very well to fundraising. And if that's the case, I mean, again, I, I don't think, uh, you know, I think your donation can go to someone else because there are a lot of Catholic organizations that are taking the time to really communicate their mission. So number one, get on their contact list. I mean, call them up and just try and speak with somebody. And, you know, that's the great thing about being Catholic is that even if you've never spoken to the person and, uh, you know, they love their Catholic faith, it's like you've met a your best friend and you're like, wow, how did we not meet? And you start talking about, you know, the different things that you like about the faith and the different, I don't know, the different liturgical celebrations, uh, saints, you know, you start connecting with them and you're like, these are my type of people. Um, and then number three is you can also just review past communications. So after a while, um, you know, you're going to have, you know, in your inbox, you're going to have a few emails from them. And you can also look at uh, some of the, maybe they have a blog. You can read that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying that you should spend hours upon this, but, you know, the Holy Spirit's going to nudge you in the right place. You know, they're, they're not gonna, it's not going to be like pulling teeth. Uh, it shouldn't be like that when you're donating. You know, um, you should be happy when you donate. And then, the, and then the fourth one is just ask your friends. And usually, mm -hmm. you know, you know, the, the, the Catholics that you enjoy being with um, are either going to know this organization and can give some feedback, maybe they're donors, but, you know, try and find out who you're, um, who the, the, the Catholics around you are, are donating to. So very simple things before you, uh, you write the check, because, you know, there are so many Catholic apostolates out there that are doing great work um, that can do a hundred times more with your money than you could possibly imagine. Um, but they're usually, they might be a little bit harder to find unfortunately, but I think that's changing with the internet. We're being able to find those types of apostates much, much more easily and readily. Sorry, long answer right there. No, I love that. And then, yeah, speak, I mean, coming from our nonprofit background, you're right. Those of us who are so driven for our mission, we don't go down this road and then have fundraising top of mind the entire time. So it's like we're learning as we go, and you're right, there is social media and there are other means to, to get in touch with people and kind of tell your story. Is there a certain website where someone can look at where the work's done for them? These organizations have been vetted, or can they just trust if someone's brought into their parish and they're standing outside their parish on, at a table that that organization has been vetted in some way, or do we always have to follow those four steps? Um, there, there are definitely websites that you can go to that that have been vetted. Again, you, you start getting into the world of what some people deem are actual Catholic apostolates and others, you know, they really have serious questions about. Um, for example, uh, I won't name names, but there are certain large Catholic ch charities out there who, you know, are, are endorsed by the bishops, but um, mm. it's, it's, it's fact that you can look in their annual report and in their records they actually donate to things that are very, very sketchy and that are not at all Catholic. Um, some people don't mind because 90% of it goes to good, you know, good things, but then 10% go to really bad things. I mean, there is an organization out there um, that I really like called the Lepanto Institute. Um, that's Lepanto, L-E-P-A-N-T-O, um, Lepanto Institute, that all they do is 
vet whether you really are Catholic or you just have the label Catholic. And uh, mm -hmm. because they do this work, um, they can be highly criticized because they they call people out for saying, look, if you say you're going to be Catholic and you follow the faith, you know, why does your website say this? I spoke to this person. Uh, they said something that was against church teaching. So if you're really looking for that solid Catholic organization um, and you really want to do the vetting and you want to know somebody who can help you with that, I would go to the Lepanto Institute who um, that's their sole job is, is, is you know, take, finding the weeds and ripping them out. Like that. That's good. I'm going to look into them myself, actually. But so, you know, I really appreciate everything you're saying. I honestly had never thought that far into when I give my money to a charity or donation or um, I normally just listen to the title of the, of the organization. And like, I assume like, oh, it's for kids or oh, it's for cancer. And it must be, you know, it must be safe option. But I like what you're saying. And it's it's I'm the wheels are turning and I'm thinking a lot more now about it. And I'm wondering you know, like, why does this matter? Like, why does, why take the time to invest in looking into if this is a, a Catholic organization or not? Like, what, why does it matter so much? Um, I think it matters because we are, I mean, we're designed to give. Um, God asks, and it's not just money. Um, you know, we're designed, you know, whether we're parents, we're designed to, you know, give everything that we have to our children. We're married. We're designed to give everything to our spouse. Um, our friends were designed to give. And, you know, obviously I hear I'm the fundraiser saying, you know, you're, you're supposed to donate. Um, but it, it, it's when you find a really good Catholic organization that actually, you know, does the things that you believe in and follows church teaching. I mean, my goodness, it's a lot of fun because especially if you follow my rules about getting to know them, because all of a sudden you hear the stories behind the scenes instead of just getting a letter in the mail, like, you know, once a month or once a quarter saying, hey, just give you a, you know, a mission update. You know, when it gets too professional, too pedantic about, you know, here's our mission update and here's our newsletter. And it sounds a little too corporate. And um, that's why I was saying about like language and pictures. If it doesn't really feel Catholic and I mean, you just have to open up, you know, uh, you, your breviary or your missile or pretty much anything Catholic, um, you, you're going to find that the language is a bit different than what you're probably seeing with the newsletters going out there. And all of a sudden, it gets really exciting to donate. Um, and you, know, you don't have to wait until you're in your 50s to donate. I say that because most donors are in their 50s. And that's fine because you know, when you're in your 40s, you know, you got more likely you got kids and you're thinking about university and stuff like that and mortgage in 30s, same thing in 20s. You, you know, you're probably not making a lot of money and you're just trying to maybe pay off debt. So, but any time of life is a great time to give. And they're really, um, you should just start learning how to give, but also learn to give to the right organizations, which are people that you really enjoy hanging out with and hearing from. Hmm. I like that. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I, um, when you're talking about them, I'm thinking of, I don't, I don't want to mention their name. They're not a Catholic affiliated organization. But there was a nonprofit that was designed um, to help veterans a few mm. years ago. And um, it turned out that they were using funds inappropriately in a way that was not in alignment with what they were advertising when they were soliciting funds from their, from their donors. And um, since that time, they've you know, really restructured, they've done beautiful work. And, and I know some people who work for the organization, but the stink is still there. You know, yep. it's like there's this stink. And whenever we uh, were at functions and I used to work at, on a veteran's contract, um, 
there was just always an air of like, we knew that had happened in the past. So are there any, I don't want to put you on the spot to share any horror stories, but I mean, has, have you been familiar with any other stories people should be aware of? I personally, I don't think it's very well policed mm -hmm. at all. And I, I don't think a lot of Catholics know that uh, every now and again, when they are asked for a second collection, uh, they don't really know where the money goes to. And mm -hmm. it's the unfortunate reality of, of the Catholic church. I mean, look, since day one, you know, when Jesus was around, there were scandals. So this is mm -hmm. nothing new in the Catholic church. Um, you know, people can criticize the Catholic church for doing, you know, it, it, it's made, made of men and women. So there are going to be, unfortunately, tons of problems. But I think a, a lot of that is overlooked, um, unfortunately, by the leadership of the Catholic church. And I think, unfortunately, you can go again to Lepanto Institute. They list clearly uh, um, you know, the, the infractions of a lot of Catholic organizations mm. that are asking Catholics for money. Um, and um, it, this happens, I would say, more often than we, we would like. And um, it's, it's not fixed more often uh, than we like. Um, mm. it's, it's, it's just the, the sad, it really is sad to see um, Catholics giving their money because, again, you know, people love their faith. They love Jesus. They love Our Lady. They have a huge affinity and they, they want to do good, but, um, you know, they might not have time to do this research or they don't even know what happens because nobody tells them. Mm -hmm. And nobody says, you know, mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. We've made a mistake because when you do screw up, you've lost trust. And I always tell mm -hmm. Catholic apostles that I work with is like, number one, you've got to get people's attention. Uh, and that's kind of the difficult thing to get, especially if you're, uh, you're small and you're starting out. But uh, second thing is to gain trust. And so that's why I'm always telling apostolates, speak with people, don't ask for a donation, but get to know them. Because once that trust is there, you know, people are readily and happily to donate. But again, you know, like the example that you gave, you know, when you lose that trust, it is so hard to get back. Um, it takes years to rebuild. And that's probably why uh, some certain Catholic organizations don't ever say anything because they say it's, it's probably too costly. Goodness, that's sad. And hopefully, you know, I think we need to keep in mind is when we are giving our money and giving our, like you were saying, um, Brees, when we give our money, you're giving your time, you're giving your, your efforts, your energies, everything else. The money is emotional. It's not just legal tender and ink. Like it has emotion. It has time. It has everything else behind it. And we can't just give it to an organization and wash our hands of it. We need to be intentional and selective. So I really like the points that you brought up. So first one you're saying is get on their contact list, get familiar with them, um, get to know their organization. Second one was call and speak to them. I love that because we don't ever call anymore. We just Google and call it good, but there's something personal about actually making that phone call. And then third one was review their past communications um, because yeah, you're gonna see a history. You're gonna see a pattern of how they're they're talking to their donors and talking to possible donors and those they're, they're offering their services to. And then also ask your friends because of course, I mean, there's people who've done the legwork before, so there's no need to reinvent the wheel here. Um, so I really appreciate those tips and, and that's some really good information. And we'll put the link to the Lepanto Institute within these podcast notes so people can look and see and, you know, make decisions for themselves. But um, is there a way to tell 
when we are looking at giving to another nonprofit, do we just go into their annual appeal or how do, how do we determine where their money is going? Um, in addition to looking at LaPoncho, can we look at the individual charities uh, financials to determine where their money is going? Yeah, if, 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 if they are a 501c3, um, they have to, I, I believe, I mean, by government law, it's in all states. I mean, um, you, have to, you have to do your annual report. Um, not every Catholic organization, again, the Lepanto Institute gets into this, is that uh, unfortunately, like a, like a diocese, for example, is a 501c3. Every parish is a 501c3. They're all under law supposed to be showing where the money's going. It's unfortunate that, you know, not every parish, not every diocese, and not every uh, Catholic organization actually, you know, has that transparency. So you're supposed to be able to have access to it. You can go on to websites um, that, I think it's, I think you, it's Charity Navigator. Um, there are websites that you can go to um, to find out um, their, uh, their public records. Um, every, I, yeah, I think it's charitynavigator.org and you can find out the charity's name, you can find their EIN number, um, you can find out their past annual reports and um, but obviously you, you can get some sense, most people probably don't want to look at this stuff because it's too boring and too much of accounting but all this stuff is supposed to be available uh, but you're going to get the main story by calling people up and kind of getting a sense of so you know what do you guys do you know can I even ask can I speak to the director you know let me you know, if, if the director doesn't have time to speak with somebody, you know, that gives you a hint. But um, the Catholic organizations that I work with, um, even though some of them are really, really large, um, if somebody wants to speak on the phone with a director, you know, he's happy to do that. And again, it's all about building relationships. Um, the, the catechism, not to get too sidetracked, but the catechism does say in order to pursue your vocation, you must be surrounded by a community. And I think it's the same thing with a, uh, a nonprofit is if a nonprofit is not intentional, especially a Catholic organization, to build a community around it, um, you know, you can try and fundraise as much as you want. It's going to be very, very difficult. But if you do take that time to build a community, and even if somebody isn't connected with you and is, you know, a first-timer, and more than likely they'll never, you know, donate, but who cares, you know? You know, do what you're supposed to do and get to know people, answer the questions, and say, you know, God bless you. Thank you so much for... Uh, connecting with us at least uh, over this phone call. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how much information is in the catechism and the Bible. It's all there. <laughs> and but if it's we all, pay attention to it. It's all there and it's unfortunate, not to get mm -hmm. too negative, but it's unfortunate that a lot of Catholic organizations, well, at least with their fundraising, it, it, and that's why my website and what I do exists, is they mm -hmm. don't know how to translate our cat, the catechism and obviously um, the Catholic social doctrine the Catholic Doctrine of Social Teaching, because there I found a lot of helpful resources on fundraising. Um, we just don't know how to tell the story. So I think one of the biggest challenges is from the nonprofit side, the Catholic nonprofit side, communicating correctly, because all they do is they see, you know, the Red Cross. Um, um, hmm. I, I can't, for some reason, I can't think of any other big organizations. Um, Red Cross, but uh, you, you know them. Like mm -hmm. I, I got one, Feed Feed America. They actually came out with a really good uh, uh, um, uh, donation request. But we see all these large, they're literally billion-dollar organizations fundraise, and we just try and replicate that. And usually it's not the best way to do it um, mm -hmm. for a Catholic organization. There is a Catholic way of doing it, and um, 
it might seem like it takes a little bit more time than just sending out that email blast and hoping something happens. Um, I found that if you just spend some time on the phone, uh, meet people, um, you know, and allow God, you know, his, in his place to do something, you know, we are designed again to give. Um, it's not to say that you don't ever directly ask, but I think if you take the time to meet with people, Catholics get really, really excited and uh, they'll be happily to donate. And I think that's what Catholics are looking for. So give them a call. Give a call to your uh, charity that you're looking at. And I think uh, you either get a nudge that these are my kind of people or you'd be like, whoa, this is they kept me on hold. They, I left a voice message. They never got back. You know, I say just don't donate. Well, that's great insider information we got today. Yeah. It's phenomenal. I love it. Um, yeah, and I just participated in a, a webinar last week, and we were talking about the human need to be generous, right? And if you're feeling that calling that you want to be generous in some way, if there's some kind of cause that speaks to your heart, I think those are some really good steps to take to start finding one that you feel the Holy Spirit wants your money to go towards. Because it's not just cutting a, a check to our, our parish and calling it good anymore. I mean, there's so many apostles that are doing the work of the church and they're doing it on the ground. And I, I think that's beautiful to have, use those steps to find the right one that your money can go towards. Yeah, and I think, you know, a, a lot of Catholics might be frustrated with what's going on in the Catholic church. Um, I, I, I see it a lot with fundraising. And I think one of the things you can do is is donate to, to solid Catholic organizations. Don't Don't just make the assumption that, well, you know, they asked and they're Catholic and I hope they do the right thing. Um, I'm not saying don't donate to your parish. I mean, we're all required to donate to your parish. Uh, but if, if you're getting a sense that, look, th this stuff is not, is not good and it's not your parish, I mean, you don't have to donate to them. And there are tons of Catholic um, uh, religious communities that are doing magnificent work who finally are, are getting connected with the Internet. Unfortunately, they've been, well, in a good way, they've been too busy doing God's work that they really haven't been worrying about fundraising, but now they are getting on the internet. And um, so, yeah, you know, you, you, can, you can do a huge impact as a Catholic to just do a little bit of research, which means just get to know the organization. If you sense that they're not, not feeling, they're not really Catholic, um, you know, you're, you're kind of doing a disservice to the other Catholic organizations. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to feel bad that, well, I gave these people my money. I could have I done something with my family. I could have invested it or I could have, you know, I, I, you, you obviously sacrifice something else to give your money to that organization and then, and then talk about being, uh, you know, feeling uncomfortable afterwards when, you know, you never hear from them again, except maybe on their annual appeal, asking for more money. And, and that's a gut feel. If, if all you hear is, 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 and this is coming from a fundraiser, if all they do is send you donation requests, um, I try and tell people, look, uh, people, you know, the average person's smart. I mean, they know you need money, but at the same time, they're like, well, I know what you need, but, you know, you could treat me a little bit nicer. I mean, that's just human dignity, at least, I guess, in the fundraising world. So if you're just getting the, the constant donation letter and saying they never have enough money to do anything, well, maybe maybe they don't need your money. It's, it's, it's kind of, but th th what I'm saying, everyone's mm -hmm. thinking it anyway. So I'm just finally, you know, I'm, you know, taking out the, the curtain and saying, look, you know, mm -hmm. you know, stop, stop getting sucked into this stuff. 
because it's not helpful. And then, and then you start giving less and then you mm -hmm. feel like, well, you know, what's this life worth? And then all of a sudden all you're doing is, you know, you know, you're, you're, you're just going through your days and you're not really giving back and you know, you're, you're not really feeling fulfilled. So, you know, don't, don't give if you don't want to give, but when you find that great Catholic organization, I, you know, you're, you're, you're going to love giving to them. And I think one of the great things about my job is I, I get to meet a lot of donors who are absolutely thrilled with what their money's doing through the organizations that they're um, helping. So it's a lot, a lot, a lot of fun because you don't just see the donations, you see the relationships, you see the events, everybody gets together. It's not just necessarily a fundraising event, but uh, people get to know one another and they're like, oh, hey, you know, you're, you're Susan, I, I, we spoke over the phone, you're Deb, so good to meet with you. And then they feel like, you know, we've been emailing back and forth and calling um, and it's so great to finally meet all of you and I'm really just blessed to be a part of this organization. So, um, and then from there you have a, you know, a long time organization that you can support and then the organization knows that they have a long time donor, which makes them, you know, feel a bit more comfortable, uh, you know, every quarter when they're trying to figure out, well, what are we going to do next? When you get that thrill of excitement from your generosity, I mean, generosity the desire to be generous in itself is a blessing, right? Like, I mean, because the benefits of generosity are so beyond, I mean, anything. It it's, lowers your blood pressure, increases your endorphins, um, increases serotonin, you know, all these different things. We get all these physiological benefits. We are wired to be generous. And then if we're not giving our money in a way that we feel speaks to our hearts, the benefits may not be there as much as, you know, it, if we actually find that right charity that we feel led to donate and the one that you know your money is doing so much more than you could have ever done with it. Um, yeah. So I, I'd imagine that's a, a great day when someone finds that right it, charity. It's a great day, but yeah, but then again, when you find the bad charity, you know, then mm. your, your blood pressure goes up, anxiety <laughs> goes up, you know, and then, and, then, and then you start getting even more upset about, you know, what's going on mm -hmm. in the Catholic Church. And so you do have to kind of, yeah. So when things go right, um, they go right. So for any Catholic who's been kind of like on the fence about donating or just have, hasn't feel, felt maybe the nudge, it, you know, I can understand. It's because, you know, again, it's kind of like, you know, that one bad apple ruins everything. And, you know, I've met a lot of Catholics who just haven't felt the urge to give because they're like, well, everywhere I look, you know, something bad is happening. But then when they do come across a good Catholic organization, they're like, look, I'm giving to you. I'm so happy and I'm so blessed uh, to find you. So I can understand Catholics not really giving. A lot of people say, well, Catholics aren't as generous. Uh, There's actually a really good book if somebody's interested in reading it, uh, Why Catholics Don't Give. It was actually commissioned by the Bishops' Conference a few years ago. And uh, the number one reason why Catholics don't give is not because they're greedy and, and frugal and they don't have money. Um, it's, it's because they're not really inspired to give. And it's not to say that they're um, kind of giving less than Protestants, for example, but I think Catholics have a much higher expectation. When you say Catholic, I think a lot of Catholics expect certain things and unfortunately they don't get it. Now, when you're in the Protestant world, I mean, I can't speak for Protestants, but you know, I can make assumptions. I mean, I don't know what people are expecting, um, but I know Catholics, you know, the reason they don't give isn't because they don't have money or they're frugal. And it's, it's not the donor's fault. It's, it's, the, uh, it's the organization's fault that they're not inspiring them. I think the number one reason why parishes 
uh, were at least the number one thing that parishes could do to increase their donation amount on a weekly basis was to host a Wednesday prayer group. Hmm. Just that fact. Because, and the, the feedback was is because the, the more parishioners felt that they were nourished throughout the week. And so instead of just having something on a Sunday, it kind of like split the seven days and they felt more nourished and they gave. So again, this whole concept of getting to know the organization, feeling a part of it, and then the donation is going to happen. So um, again, if you're a, a Catholic who hasn't felt uh, you know, the, the urge to donate, it's more than likely you just haven't found an organization. So you know, Lepanto Institute is a great, uh, is a great resource. Um, ask friends. Uh, you know, Google, um, in Google Maps, you know, Catholic um, uh, religious order and find the religious orders in your local area. Most religious orders are, um, are pretty gung-ho, especially if they're wearing the mm -hmm. habit. You know, it's not to say that's, that's a 100% thing, but more likely if you see a, a, a nun who's completely, you know, covered from top to bottom mm -hmm. or a monk who's got a beard and a shaved head, you know, more than likely, you know, they're, you know, that's what they're doing 24 hours a day. If somebody, yeah. just in case, if somebody does want an organization to support, mm -hmm. um, I'm obviously a little biased here, but my uh, sister-in-law is a uh, Franciscan of the Renewal up in, mm -hmm. um, in um, I always forget which part of New York, um, but uh, you just Google Franciscans New York Renewal. She's in, in the sisters, um, not in... Um, I forget the name of the city, but you can do that. I mean, they're great. I mean, I haven't met a single person that doesn't like those sisters. Um, obviously, she's my sister-in-law as well, but um, the, 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 you know, the, they're just great. So that's an organization that if people are looking for uh, someone to, to donate to, um, but give them a call. Um, you will speak to more than likely my uh, sister-in-law, and she'll be happy that uh, her brother-in-law directed them to her. That's awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And honestly, I was marinating a lot and listening and just a lot of really great tips. And um, I like the idea of building relationship. I think that's key in everything we do in our faith is building that relationship. So it's definitely a new way for me to look at how I'm going to donate my money and where I'm going to give my money to. So thank you so much um, for your time. And if you don't mind just closing us out in prayer, we would be greatly appreciative of that as well. Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily, our daily bread. bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary Mother, Mother of God, pray for our sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. And glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It was in the beginning, the beginning it's it now, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please subscribe and share it with a friend? We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions or ideas for future episode topics, you can email us at podcast at compasscatholic.org. Or you can give us a call at 407-878-7637. We are so happy to be on this journey with you.